gets colder My eyes go thin as I get older Piece in pieces, bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left, yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life This is Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Trish and Evie's Focus on the Facts. My co-host is Patricia Negron. I want to remind our listeners that Trish also does a live broadcast every day at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the BK platform, and she's now back on the Facebook platform as well. We'll let Trish be more specific about the times of her broadcast today. People should tune in every day to get the latest up-to-date news from Trish. Today, we will continue to cover the takedown of the global child sex trafficking networks with the latest news in the child sex trafficking scandals of Jeffrey Epstein and all the elite pedophiles who have been involved with him and his child sex trafficking rings. The hottest topic today in the Epstein scandal is the interview by the UK's BBC of Prince Andrew over the weekend. The ties of Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell to the royal family are shown to go back many years, with the Queen herself actually hosting parties for Maxwell and Epstein. Epstein victim Virginia Roberts Guffrey claimed that she was forced to have sex with the prince on three occasions, once in London at Maxwell's mansion, once in New York at Epstein's mansion, and during an orgy with seven or eight underage girls at Epstein's private orgy island between 1999 and 2002, when she was underage. During the interview, Prince Andrew denied every allegation made by Virginia, and he claims he never met her or had sex with her. We will discuss more of his statements in this outrageous interview during the show. Today, lawyers warned that Prince Andrew is not immune to prosecution and could be extradited to America over his links with Epstein and allegations he had sex with 17-year-old Virginia Roberts. Anne Rothwell, from leading criminal law firm Corker Binning, said that the FBI were known to be investigating Epstein, so though those connected to him were vulnerable to extradition. She said that the fact that he was a royal would not protect him from legal action, the chance of which had increased after his disastrous BBC interview, which starkly exposed the closeness of his relationship with the convicted pedophile. Also today, the Daily Mail reported that French police have renewed their appeal for witnesses to child sex crimes at Epstein's Paris mansion to come forward in the wake of Prince Andrew's interview by the BBC. Children as young as 12 had visited the mansion, and the concierge of the mansion claims that Prince Andrew was a regular guest there. The appeal adds the judicial police are mobilized and ready to receive statements from victims and witnesses of sexual harassment or assault. Epstein is reported to have been on 11 trips to Paris in the year before he was found dead in his jail cell. In addition to Prince Andrew, some of the other famous people who Virginia claims Epstein forced her to have sex with include his attorney, Alan Dershowitz, former senator and Disney chairman, George Mitchell, MIT professor Marvin Minsky, Highbridge Capital co-founder Glenn Dubin, former New Mexico governor and presidential candidate Bill Richardson, Hyatt Hotel magnate Tom Pritzer, and model agent Jean-Luc Brunel. The Mail on Sunday has reported that U.S. authorities have begun sharing information with France's judicial police who will examine claims that three 12-year-old girls were abused after being flown from France to the U.S. as a birthday present for Epstein from Brunel. 
Flight logs from Epstein's private jets show that Brunel flew on the so-called Lolita Express more than 20 times between 1998 and 2005. And more good news on November 14th on exposing the elite pedophiles when the New York Post reported that attendees of attendees of a Museum of Modern Art benefit were greeted by an ad calling for the museum to sever its ties with two wealthy donors, Leon Black and Glenn Dubin, who have been linked to Epstein. The Museum of Modern Art should kick Leon Black and Glenn Dubin off its board immediately, the ad said. Dershowitz is out here in full form lately, still denying that he was involved in Epstein's child sex trafficking network and filing lawsuits left and right, including against the victim's attorneys. In addition to Virginia Roberts, a second woman has also said Epstein directed her to have sex with Dershowitz. Sarah Ransom's allegation against Dershowitz is included in a public transcript in the Manhattan Federal Court. Ransom has sued Epstein and Maxwell, saying they trafficked her for sex from 2006 to 2007. Earlier this month, more victims of Epstein sued his estate. Sisters Maria and Annie Farmer filed separate lawsuits against the lawyers representing the estate. According to the lawsuit, Epstein and Maxwell lured Maria Farmer into the depraved trafficking operation in 1995 by exploiting her ambition as a graduate student at the New York Academy of Art. Among her duties was keeping tabs on who came and went from Epstein's Upper East Side Mansion in New York. Dershowitz was one of those visitors. Among the guests that came to the mansion, Maria observed Dershowitz as on a number of occasions and observed that he would go upstairs at the same time that the young underage girls were up there. In more good news from early October, a New York woman, Jennifer Alroaz, who said Epstein began grooming her for sex when she was 14 and later raped her, expanded her lawsuit against his estate and named several women who enabled Epstein's abuses and seeking to block the estate from shielding his assets from the victim. Her amended complaint accused four women by name who once worked with Epstein of misconduct and added more than 20 corporate defendants associated with Epstein. The four women included Epstein procurer and child rapist Gisling Maxwell, Leslie Groff, a former secretary, Kimberly Espinoza, a former executive assistant, and Rosalind Fontanella, a former maid who died in October 2016. On another topic of elite pedophiles in power who are still running loose, Variety recently reported that Roman Polanski is now accused of raping French actress Valentine Monier in 1975. She says he violently raped her when she was 18. On November 12th, protesters disrupted the first screening of France of Polanski's new film, An Officer and a Spy, after the publication of the new rape accusation was made against him. So I'll bring Trish on now to discuss the important developments in these child sex trafficking cases. And hopefully, Trish will have time to give us the latest word on the mandatory vaccine madness in the United States and world news as well. Welcome to the show, Trish. Hey there, Evelyn. <clears throat> you know, I went to watch that um, Prince Andrew interview, and right from the start, you could see it was a total ridiculous charade given the soft focus and the perfect lighting and all of that stuff. And then I listened to the uh, BBC quote-unquote journalist who was interviewing him. And, like, there, her, the first 15 seconds, you know, the words out of her mouth made it obvious that this was, a, you know, a ploy to discredit 
those making the uh, allegations that have all been fully substantiated and corroborated by other independent witnesses and, um, and, and deflect from the simple reality that, you know, there, there are, as Alan Dershowitz himself said, hundreds of these guys went into Jeffrey Epstein's home around the world to get massages from young girls. And, and these, you know, we know these girls were underage, but I ask you even just the very simple question, like what the hell are wealthy and powerful people, prime ministers, business tycoons, um, MIT professors, big shot lawyers, all these people going to Jeffrey Epstein's houses to get massages. Like, is that just by itself? It makes one incredulous. Like, you know, what kind of sense does that make in the first place? And, you know, they just, they're they're trying to desperately to divert the conversation. But I really, really love the fact that they're feeling so much on the defensive that they, you know, tried this um, ridiculous ploy. But, you know, no one seems to be buying any of it whatsoever which is also really wonderful to see it just is i think every time they attempt this kind of thing it seems to to embolden those who are trying to expose it even more as it should so i mean good all right and you know and it it says that you know the latest thing i post on facebook is that that prince andrew ridiculed by international media over epstein's and he's a laughing stock of the world they said and he is and he is. And, you know, during that interview, he kept saying, um, kept referring that it was, he wasn't that great of friends with uh, Epstein. He was great friends with Maxwell. Great friends with Maxwell. Well, that interview didn't bring out that. So, right. so what if he's, he's switching it to Maxwell? Yeah, that uh, Maxwell was not only his precursor, she was an active participant in the rape of all these children. Right. You know, so right. why she didn't and switch it to that, that, well, what do you mean? You're traveling around with Maxwell. I mean, she was identified when he was busted back in 2008 as being involved right. in all this stuff. You know, but the well, interviewer again, didn't hammer him on that. No. Right. Well, and then again, Evelyn, it's like you're talking about the British royal family who has an entire fucking staff of people who vet anyone that these guys come into contact with. You mean to tell me that they didn't know these the staff of professionals there to protect the royal household? Let someone like Jeffrey Epstein sneak through under the, you know, wire? Are you fucking kidding me? And as you pointed out, um, the queen herself threw parties for both Maxwell and and invited Epstein. Right. Was right, it Max, right. Ghislaine Maxwell's birthday party there? Was that the one? Or was, yeah, I think I think she well, they were asking about um back in, in the year of the I think it was uh let me see what my notes here I got on these this interview. Well she back, was they were both specifically invited. There was that one birthday party for Andrew where or a bunch of the royal household members to which both Ghislaine and um were invited. Again, how could they have possibly wound up on the invitation list without a full vetting? You have got to be fucking kidding me. If you're trying, you know, if 
you're arguing that somehow they slipped through. That is total bullshit. You know, right. and, and, I'm not and, that you're arguing she, that, but, you know, give me a break. Well, yeah, and she asked her that um, back in um, Epstein, there was a warrant issued for Epstein in uh, in 2010. Or no, 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 oh, I'm going to get this wrong. But there was a warrant issued for him, and, and then a couple months later, um, Epstein was invited to uh, the Prince Beatrice's um, birthday party at the at in the UK, and 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 they asked him, well, why would you invite why would you invite um, Epstein to this, you know? And he said, oh, he invited Ghislaine Maxwell. He didn't invite um, Epstein, and then Epstein just came along, and it's like there again. Why did you know? Yeah, Maxwell is involved in this filth up to her neck. Yeah, you know, he keeps well, maintaining it was his friendship with Ma- with Maxwell. Led right, to his and friendship he's just with as Epstein. guilty as Epstein. Yeah, no, yes, yes, yes. so true. Yeah, this is so yeah. horrible. Well, and there's also reports. I don't know if you saw. You mentioned um, Beatrice, Beatrix, or whatever her name is. Um, she, uh, Andrew brought the, his two daughters with him to Epstein's pedophile island home. That's on right. one occasion right. that I had seen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, again, said, you, you tell me that you're bringing your children, the royal children, to, you know, they were like 10 and uh, 12 years old at this point, too, just the age of the girls that they're raping on the island, right? And well, they um, do this to their own children. Yeah, yes. These do. elite pedophiles, and, they, do, they, they screw their own children. Yep. So and who knows what happened to the children around the other people? Own. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's incredible. And so again, you know, don't tell me he didn't fucking know. He's bringing his children to this place and didn't bet it properly so that he would avoid something like that. Are you kidding me? Well, of course, you know they're best friends with all the pedophiles. You know, Jimmy Savo. Look at how oh, he was so in thick with. I mean, I think the Queen even knighted him. He she um gave. Jimmy Savile, the highest award available by the crown, three times. Three times, yeah. Three I think the Pope even gave Savile an award. Yeah, again, they didn't bet this guy. <laughs> Turns out he was brutally sexually assaulting disabled and dying children for 40 years. And meanwhile, remember, we've talked about this before, Mark Thompson, who was the chief of the BBC at the time of the cover-up, that the cover-up was exposed, um, in 2012, he resigned after being exposed for covering up Jimmy Savile's child sexual abuse and then became CEO of none other than the New York Times, where he is now covering, where he covered up the child sexual tra- child sex trafficking by Washington elite when they supposedly debunked Pizzagate. Yeah, right, right, debunked. Well, you know, we got this global army, and they, these people think that this is going to go away, but it's not going away. We are taking these pedophile networks down once and for all. We will save these children once and for all from these yeah, elite pedophiles. No. They think that they think that this is this is going to go away, but it ain't going away. No. Well, they're trying, again, they're trying to divert the conversation. And the other thing, too, Evelyn, that's getting, you know, as you pointed out, you know, there are all these other 
individuals who were actively procuring and grooming and raping children along right along with Jeffrey Epstein, like Elaine Maxwell and Jean-Luc Brunel and um, so many others. But the, the other really big piece of this story that never gets discussed is the fact that not only are these child sex trafficking rings state-sanctioned, they are partnered with our own CIA and FBI. The FBI and CIA are actively running these child sex trafficking operations along with people like Jeffrey Epstein. That's what our law enforcement is doing. Right. And that's why it is so hard for us to take them down. Our government are running them. Yes. And that's what they did. You know, they they do this kind of thing to gain leverage on foreign leaders to smear them or, you know, somehow discredit them and overthrow them, as we're watching happen in Bolivia right now. You know, that it's just it's a sick and twisted reality and and it is being funded by us and that's yeah. the that's the part that is really infuriating right. and these victims have been put through so much it's so oh, I horrible know. i mean i mean how many years now have they been put through this trash but but i sure give them credit man they keep standing up they're not backing down either and i right. do not well, think Virginia- that it's in it because they want the money they want this exposed and they want it stopped Right. Well, even like Amy Roback, you know, the uh, ABC journalist who, you know, complained in that leaked video about this, her having all that information on Jeffrey Epstein three years ago. And, you know, she had it all. And, you know, she said she had on the prince on uh, Clinton, on Bill Clinton, all of them. And Dershowitz. She names Dershowitz Mm -hmm. again. Dershowitz keeps getting left out of this conversation when he was actively sexually assaulting children himself. And um, well, Chris, it's so hard to remember them all by now. Yeah, all these elite pedophiles that have been named. You know, I mean, I hate it because I try to remember them all. You know, and include them in my summary and stuff. But we can't even keep. And another one, just um, another good point, just came up in the media that uh, the two, the two kids that were, were raped by uh, Michael Jackson and stuff are probably going to get uh, get a tri- get their trial reinstated. Oh, really? Yeah, I just saw that headline today, so that's really good news, you know. I mean, we've got yeah. to take these pedophiles down. We have got well, to. Well, what I was going to say about Amy Robach, too, was that, you know, she's talk- she's revealing all that, you know, ABC had knowledge of crimes being committed against children, right? They had right. all of that information, and yet they did not report it. They yeah, made no this? mention. Amy Robach made no mention whatsoever of these girls and what they'd been through and the need to stop this. None. She yeah. was upset because yeah. she didn't get to break the fucking story. Right, right, right. She had no, she had no compassion or empathy for the victims no. what they went through. No. All she no. cared about was that she wanted that under her belt. She broke that story, yep. and she was just pissed that she didn't get to. Yes. But in the meantime, how many of these kids were raped and sodomized and everything else after that? Yes, exactly. And they're still, these networks are still operating. They have not missed a beat. No. no they have somebody else in the head now. I mean, who knows who that is? But, you know, I mean, Adnan Khashoggi, Roy Cohen, you know, and, and like with um, 
Roger Stone. He's all over the news now because, you know, he's been framed, true, for, you know, non-crime. And he's looking at um, hard times for that. But the guy was part of the system. He was friends with Roy Cohen, who was the one who passed on the child sex trafficking network that Jeffrey Epstein was running. You know, Roger, Roger Stone is getting more sympathy than these poor girls. Yeah, yeah. I know it. I know it. And that, and that, that uh, Dershowitz boy, he's really a piece of work, ain't he? He really thinks that people are going to believe him? I what mean, Virginia that? is I know. the top whistleblower in the Epstein case. So uh, um, what we're supposed to believe about everybody else but not Dershowitz? She's just making this right. up about Dershowitz? Poor Dershowitz? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, I mean, saw an interview me. Pardon? Um, recently. You had uh, said, on the, I think, on The View where, um, you know, they, one of the people interviewing him was, you know, he was referring to these poor women as um, prostitutes, child prostitutes. Like, that's even an actual thing. And this is coming out of a fucking lawyer's mouth, right? Calling yeah. these children prostitutes, which is not even a legal term. And then no. um, he, I, I saw him being, a clip of him being interviewed more recently by a man where, again, he's smearing these girls, like, ruthlessly. And, Call them sleazy. Um, yeah. And the, and the interviewer was like, you know what, please, don't use that kind of language when, you know, that's just not appropriate. And really put right. him in his place. Not that the interviewer really cares. You know what I mean? It's not like they're going to actually try and stop all this stuff. But, you know, one of these mainstream guys, even along with people on The View, it's just yeah. so over the top what he's doing. It's disgusting beyond belief. Yeah, well, calling these girls sleazy. Well, who the hell made them sleazy? Well, what is all these all these rich elite pedophiles raping them? Yeah, left them raped for years on end. Yeah, no, it's disgusting. He's a piece of shit. I mean, all those guys are. Anyone who does that is garbage, human garbage. Yeah, and and Dershowitz says that even if he dies, his wife and his and his daughters will be out here defending him. <laughs> oh man! You know, I man. have to wonder again. It's like we know these these people use their own children in the same ways because they, okay. you know you look at Donald Trump. He has this beautiful daughter that he can you know bring along on to meetings and things like that, and um, she can have you know informal conversations. And the, you can, the, these people are trained. To get information and to as sure. five. So, I mean, it, it's just uh, I, that that whole Prince Andrew interview was such a freaking joke, and and I'm so glad to see the public is like pathetic. I, I started a new hashtag calling him Puss Andrew instead of Prince Andrew. <laughs> they don't deserve those monikers. They're fucking yeah. grifters. They're professional grifters. Yeah. Nothing yeah. more. Well, they're they, human trash. They didn't bring up uh, how how he's a, the major arms dealer from right. the U.K. on that interview. Yeah. 
you know, that has something to do with him hanging around with the, with Epstein, I'm sure. Epstein was trafficking weapons. Epstein was right. part of Iran-Contra. Epstein was running drugs and weapons and girls out of Kosovo. We, I All know, the way back um, then. Yes. And, and then, yeah. of course, Bill Clinton out of Mina Airport, where is, which is where the U.S. base for the Iran-Contra affair was, he was covering that operation as attorney general. Oh, right. So they knew each right. other back then, remember? Yeah. Absolutely. So anyhow, yeah, he, he says he denied he didn't he didn't uh denied that he had that orgy down on uh, Epstein's orgy island with seven or eight other underage girls. He denied what that. We would say it's he doesn't recall. He doesn't remember these oh, things. You know. And he doesn't remember that picture being taken of him with uh Virginia either. <laughs> but he never met her. The, the yeah. picture is there. He's never met her. Right. Right. Yeah, he's never met her. The, 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 um, the papers are really putting out today how he was saying, or well, he, he said on there that uh, Virginia Roberts said that when he took her to that to that bar, uh, that tramp, uh, that tramp nightclub or whatever, that he was dancing and he was sweating and he stunk and everything. And he, he uh-huh. says in that interview that, that he, he, that wasn't possible because he had he had some injury from the war that back then that he had been in, it had been subjected to some kind of chemical or something. And, and he didn't sweat back then. Oh my God. <laughs> so oh he my was lying. Yeah, and then people... he didn't sweat back then. And so all kinds of papers that put out pictures of him partying and, and hanging on women, you know, cause he said that he, yep. he didn't, that wouldn't be him either because he never in public, he never uh, showed any emotion or, anything in public he didn't hug women and all this stuff that all the papers that put out all these pictures of him out sweating and dancing with women and hugging them and stuff it's just so ridiculous yeah i love it every time that you know they can't hide anymore they've been able to hide for so freaking long and make these statements you know just like bill gates denying knowing jeffrey epstein and then oh what lo and behold not only did they know each other, but Jeffrey Epstein named one of Bill Gates' associates to, as his executor. And what do you know? Jeffrey Epstein is directing Bill Gates' contributions to the MIT Media Lab. And what do you know? Bill Gates has been on Jeffrey Epstein's planes several times since uh, Epstein was convicted of soliciting a minor. Yet somehow, yeah. you know, if, and if that had been one of us, can you imagine one of those guys doing business with you or me having been convicted of child sex trafficking? I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's all so freaking laughable. They can't sure hide is. anymore. I love it. Well, they're all involved with him, and, 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 it's, uh, and, and all of them, too, after he was arrested. Right. And after he was convicted. Yep. You know, child sex trafficking, you know. And yeah, it just keeps leaking out more and more and more. But but Andrew doing that, that interview has really set the tide now, I'll tell you. Yeah, it was yeah, it's coming back to haunt them big time. What a joke. The BBC does this interview, you know, of all places, the BBC that covered up Jimmy Saville's abuse of over thousands of children, literally thousands of victims. And these were children who were dying or disabled 
and unable to defend themselves. He even he even would abuse the corpses of these children and the fucking hospitals would let him. Yeah. Have sex with the corpses. And and this is BBC doing the same BBC doing this interview debunking all of that, you know, showing showing us the truth behind child sex trafficking. Right. Right. Give me a fucking break. Well, the Palm Beach housekeeper said that the prince visited uh, Epstein's Florida mansion like four times a year and that he got a daily massage. But of course, wow. on the interview, he, uh, Andrew denied that. No, no, no. Of course. That didn't happen. Did you see Luke Rosiak from We Are Change managed to get on that island and um, film uh, as a a good deal of it. And they even like were able to walk into the house. There was this one uh, open area that was like an office area that had been clearly cleaned out by police and um, all evidence removed, of course, never to be seen again, like that DNC server. Right. Um, Right. 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 But uh, he, he also caught, there was a quick clip at the very end of his, um, footage from the island that showed the sort of uh, cabana area that had been set up with all the massage tables and um, equipment and things like that, that that were used. And in fact, I, I don't remember if it was Luke or someone else had pointed out that um, Epstein had brought in um, huge trees that were like, I don't know, $20,000 a piece or more. Um, to plant around the massage uh, structure to make it more private. Uh, um, so they just so, get those massages right out there in the open, so that everybody else can watch and be amused. Well, they they well there you know I it was supposed I think it was meant to be just like this outdoor environment because it's kind of open the rooms are kind of open, um, but there's a wall in between them. And, um, but it's just like, it, it, it's, it, this is, and then, oh, one other thing he discovered about that island that a lot of people, this is, doesn't have to do with the sex trafficking necessarily, but was really curious to me was that one of the things they showed is how that odd structure that looks, it's like a domed structure, um, on the island the that's kind of, it's square, huh? The temple? Yeah, it looks like a temple, but when they went up to it, all the it was all painted. It was just a flat facade, no actual doors or windows. Huh. It, it was so really bizarre. It's, it's hiding something. There's like sure. some sort of weapon um, some installation or something under there. So where is not uh, Kismet Maxwell these days? Now, Prince Andrew said that he talked to her uh, as recently as the summer of this year, 2019. So where oh, the hell wow. is she? Well, you know, John Mark Dukin, the, he's the police officer, Palm Beach police officer, who sought asylum in Russia yeah. two years ago after the FBI raided his home. And it turns out that Seth Rich gave him, this guy John Mark Dugan, confirmed that, in fact, it was Seth Rich to give him 
the DC leaks um, that were, you know, supposedly Russia had gotten. And um, John Mark Dugan had um, been, so when he was uh, raided by the FBI after, right after Seth Rich gave him this information, that's when the FBI found all of that um, information about the Epstein case when the lead investigator gave it to him to also publish because John Mark Dugan was, um, had set up a whistleblower site. And so people were giving him information that he was publishing to expose police corruption. And this investigator on the Palm Beach um, Police Department that was in charge of the case gave him this information. Well, um, oh, shit, now I forgot what I was going to say about that. Uh, was he the one that was killed Mark, then? The, the lead investigator turned up dead last year in the summer at age 50 or so, and John Mark right. Dugan said the guy was in perfectly good health. There's absolutely no reason why he should have died. Um, it said even after just a brief illness that he died. And he's like, there's no way. This guy was like as healthy as could be. And um, well, they so, got ways of killing all of us or who knows how they do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So John Martin like is years now old. Yeah. in Russia and sought asylum there. He, he's um, been protected by, and in fact, um, Interpol has tried three different times to uh, arrest him, and the Russian government has prevented them from entering to to capture him. But um, uh, he confirmed from Russia he viewed some of this uh, evidence from the lead investigator out of Palm Beach along with a journalist, and they took a random sample of the videos and confirmed that all seven, I think, that they watched, they only watched a few seconds to confirm the content, and because right. John Mark Dugan had never actually looked at what the, um, McH- uh, Riccari, Joe Riccari is the name of the lead investigator, had given him, So, and they confirmed that, in fact, it was adult men sexually abusing what were obviously minor girls, and one and he of said which, elite, he said elite yes. people, too. Yes. Yes. He said, he said, didn't he say it on the uh, scale of like Clinton elite? I mean, uh, he didn't he name any names, person, but I mean, the right. top power elite. Yeah. Are on yeah. these tapes. Yes. And this is the problem. Well, the FBI he, knows all of this. They have yeah, all was, of the evidence. There's absolutely right. no so, reason why charges have not been brought. And it was John. No, and just like this, you know, firm. even when you have the tape, you can't look at them because you'll get busted. If you look at right. them, to right. tell us which ones are on. Right. Yeah, that's the journalist that was with him. Didn't you know? He's like, I'll you know help you confirm the content, but he's like, don't give me any of this. <laughs> he didn't want to get know. caught, you know, because they would sure. be the one who wound up in jail. But uh, yeah. John Mark Dugan is a security. He you know he knows how to run secure websites. He's very familiar with um, you know digital networks and. He uh, discovered that Elaine and Jean-Luc Brunel uh, appear to have escaped to Brazil. 
and where there's no extradition treaty. And he thinks yeah. that that's where they are. Well, that's when, when, when that interviewer was asking Prince Andrew, and he said he contacted her, he said back in the spring or maybe early summer. And I thought, well, why aren't you asking him where she is, how to get a hold right. of her? Right. You know, where'd you contact yeah. her at? So they're yeah. all hiding each other. She's a, and that, she's a fugitive. Elaine Maxwell, she's she is such a pig. I mean, she was even, they said that uh, she would go around and she told how she even gave head to uh, George Clooney in a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. At a bar or something. Disgusting. I mean, she is She's so literally, disgusting. Ugh. She would literally troll playgrounds. This woman, Elaine yeah. Maxwell, would drive around playgrounds looking for girls. Yeah. yeah. And recruit them right there. This has been going yeah. on for years. How could they get away with this, Trish? They're obviously highly protected. Again, the CIA and the FBI are not just covering up their crimes, Ghislaine and Jeffrey Epstein's crimes. They are part of the crime operation themselves. Right. It's all intermingled in the arms trafficking yes. and the drug trafficking. Yes. And all these countries yes. they overthrow, they set up rat lines where they traffic the children, they traffic their organs, they traffic the yes. arms and the drugs. In every country yes. they overthrow, like you were talking about all the way back in Bosnia. That's back when yep. Clinton was in office. That's where, remember Jeffrey Epstein bought that young girl? Um, From Yugoslavia. Blonde, yeah, and groomed yeah. her, and now she's yeah. a pilot. And she's she is surely running drugs and weapons and children for him now. Yeah, and she's the one, too, that uh, she's bisexual or something, and she would... Uh, Slap on dildos and rape the girls and stuff uh, in these orgies. Things. I mean, he just entertained everybody with the most perverse sexual acts you can think of on these underage yeah. girls. And these are the people who are walking the halls of power. Yeah, yeah. Just like uh, them saying they want to get rid of that Glenn Dubin and that other guy. At you know, people are coming out finally. Yeah. I'm saying enough is I enough. Well, I also think, Evelyn, you know, people like you and um, the people in my, you know, our social media networks have really worked very hard to create an environment in which whistleblowers can come forward and can be actively supported, which they never have before when you think about it. I mean, there were resources for them. But, they, you know, you look at what Alan Dershowitz is doing. He has access to all those, you know, mainstream networks. He's all over the fucking um, television stations smearing these girls and, and defending his own name. And, you know, they have no one. No, she, you know, Amy Robach told us ABC, you know, squashed that story with Jeff, uh, Virginia Guffrey. Right. They never get a voice. And so we've been able to um, to, to set up a, a very active, powerful support network for them. And I think it's just, you know, really um, building momentum. And it, and it kind of, it's a, it's a geometric kind of expansion because, you know, more people 
come forward, you know, more people will come forward as they see others being supported. So it just builds on itself. And I think that's what we're witnessing happen right now. Even with, for example, those, um, you know, all the memes and the jokes and stuff like that about Epstein didn't kill himself. And I mean, that is, you know, the least important part of the story for sure. But at yeah. the same time, it, it does keep the heat on these guys. It, and and yes. even though people are, most people are totally oblivious to what, you know, the truth is behind all of that, it doesn't matter. Because if you think about the strategy that these guys have used to um, dupe us into agreeing to illegal wars and things like that, um, you know, most people never really had a full understanding of anything that was going on. It was just they only had to have enough to, you know, repeat what they heard, you know, and, and think right. it sound, that, that's what they were hearing on TV. So that's what they repeat. And that's, that's all that's happening with that Jeffrey Epstein thing. So there's not a ton of understanding. But, again, it's all unique. It's all unique. Yep, yep. Well, that's what I say. We have a global army, and they think this is going away. It's not going away because we will not let it go away. And now I hear that uh, Mark Epstein, Jeffrey's brother, is all worried that uh, he's saying, you know, that Je Jeffrey was uh, killed, that was murdered, but he's worried for his own safety. You know, well, oh, the thing is, oh. his brother was involved in this crap. I mean, he owned the buildings where these sex slaves lived and all this stuff. He knew what was going on. You yeah. Know? Well, yes, and then they probably are after him because he knows, he probably knows almost as much as Epstein. Yep. Yep. He's so, a uh, them now, too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's just like Roger Stone, so you know, they profit from this shit all these years, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, my God, like, you know, they're they're getting thrown under the bus, and they're shocked and appalled. So tell me more and, about the, this Roger Stone case, how this ties in with this, with the Epstein case. Well, it, so Roger Stone is has a long history uh, associating with the Jewish mafia, including Roy Cohen, who was one of his mentors. And right. Roy Cohen was the one operating this child sex trafficking network that Jeffrey Epstein took over. He was the previous generation, and he took it over from Meyer Lansky, who was the guy who caught... J. Edgar Hoover having sex with a man completely co-opted and started working for the mafia instead of, you know, more, like, extensively than us. And so Roger Stone has profited off of all of this for decades and decades. That's That's been his um, entree into the you know, Trump White House and, on um, you know, he, he turns up on all these um, programs. A lot of times uh, Alex Jones and things like that, but still the guy, he's, he's on Fox News. He gets lots of airtime and um, now he is caught up in this whole Ukraine nonsense um, and been convicted of you know, I don't even know what the charge is. It's just he's I don't understand him either. With someone. <laughs> it's just nonsense. It's you know, the the yep. FBI is in the business of framing people. That's what they do. That's what Robert Mueller, before he was head of the FBI, was at the Attorney General's office in Boston covering up for Whitey Bulger. 
he successfully convicted no fewer than six different men of crimes they did not commit in order to cover up for Whitey Bulger. Okay, tell That's people what, got, what, what covering up for Whitey Bulger is. So Whitey Bulger was the guy who ran the Irish Mafia here in Boston. And okay. in the 1990s, late 1980s, early 1990s, um, he was on a rampage and uh, killing people left and right. And they were pulling bodies out of the Boston Harbor, you know, every week for a while. Well, um, you know, Whitey Bulger ran South Boston. And he had uh, an FBI um, handler, Mark... What was his name? Mark something. I can't remember his name exactly. But this guy, Mark, was responsible for all of the cleanup operations around Whitey Bulger's criminal syndicate. And so... So what were they throwing, throwing people in the Boston Harbor over? These were people that Whitey Bulger was targeting. For example, there was a liquor store that I used to go to in South Boston that it was very, very busy and successful. And South Boston is where Whitey Bulger, you know, sort of headquartered himself, and he really did control all of that. Well, this liquor store was so uh, successful that it was the perfect money laundering, you know, operation front for Whitey Bulger. In the North End, where the Italian mafia um, operated, they used pizza parlors, and restaurants as their money laundering um, mechanism. So Whitey goes into this um, liquor store one day and tells the guy, the owner, you know, I'll give you, uh, you know, $50,000 or something. This was quite a while ago for your store. And the guy's like, I'm not selling. I, you know, I like my store. Right. I want to keep it. And, and Whitey Bulger is like, well, okay, now you're getting nothing, and I'm still taking your store. And in the process of doing these kinds of things, he, he would kill people who would get in his way and dump them in the Boston Harbor, literally with cement blocks attached to their feet. And in the late 80s, early 90s, um, all these bodies were getting discovered and dug up. There were also like shallow graves that were being found. And so Robert Mueller got to work framing these six men whose um, convictions were later overturned and they were given awards for this, uh, monetary awards. Um, so there had to have been more than that, but these were all men framed by Robert Mueller. So how did Robert Mueller get in so thick with this Bolger guy? He just happened, I mean, he was in the Boston AG's office, and they needed a fixer in the AG's office. So the FBI connected with um, Robert Mueller, and they would work on the, you know, law enforcement side, and he would work on the justice side to help ensure that none of these guys ever went to jail. Our government is so corrupt, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it is, it's not that the government is corrupt, it's that it is an organized crime syndicate, by definition. It is, you know, it's doing exactly what it's designed to do, which is sure. loot 
and pillage. Right, right. So, well, that's back with Hoover. You know, that's what he did. He collected all the information on everybody. He had blackmail information on everybody. But then they finally got right. some on him. So exactly. how did that get turned around then? Well, that's when Meyer Lansky and the Jewish mafia took control. Okay. It's once they got that um, blackmail material on J. Edgar Hoover. So they've been in control of the FBI ever since. Right. And how can we undo this? Or can we? Is you know, it possible? <laughs> so, well, you know, you always encourage me, Trish, because you say there's ways we can undo this. But I get so I get feeling so helpless. I'm telling you, when our whole government, you know, when my, we're fighting our whole government, I know it really does feel uh, hopeless in in many ways. You know, I like I said with this, you know, growing awareness and people like when they find this stuff out, it's it, they really get angry when it sinks in. Yeah how serious all of this is. And and most people of conscience can't walk away from that. And um, so I, I think, you know, on the one hand, we're having this mushrooming of awareness. Um, and, you know, we see, look, all over the globe, what's going on in Bolivia is a perfect example of the kind of corruption we're talking about. And tell, um, tell us what is going on in Bolivia. I don't. I don't understand that either. Tell us what what's happening. Okay. So Evo Morales is an indigenous Bolivian. He's the first indigenous to be elected president. The majority of the population in Bolivia is indigenous, though there is a uh, European elite. Um, they think of themselves as elite, at any rate. Uh, that colonized Bolivia and has resented the indigenous ever, you know, all along. And uh, over the last 14 years, um, as Morales was reelected twice, or a total of three times, but he's serving um, his third term right now and was just reelected for a fourth term on October 20th. Well, over the 14 years or so that he's been in office already, he's nationalized um, the Bolivia's natural resources, one of which is oil and gas. And there are one of the families behind this coup is a family that um, became millionaires from oil and gas business in Bolivia. But when Morales nationalized it, it cut into their profits. So they're pissed. Sure. But what Morales yeah. did was take that money, the natural resources of Bolivia, and use them to benefit the Bolivian people by building houses, um, schools, hospitals, and clinics. Um, the way it should um, be. Been... Pardon? I said the way it should be. The exactly. oil profit's going to help the people. You know, yes, these, exactly. these leaders that do this, yeah, and then they get, they get kicked out of office and everything when they try to do this. Yep. And so just recently it was discovered that Bolivia has 50 to as much as 50 to 70% of the world's lithium uh, deposits. And the thing with lithium is that it's viewed as more valuable than gold in a lot of respects because lithium is an absolutely critical um, material that's used in all electronics. And wow. then, and the U.S. has no access to this um, except in Afghanistan illegally. 
is we're stealing the lithium from Afghanistan too. Okay. So um, once when Morales nationalized the lithium, he started negotiating with other countries to develop those um, uh, reserve the the natural resources. And one of the things he wants to do is add value. He wants to be able to process the lithium to an extent where, you know, it, it's immediately applicable for industrial uses. Well, right. he's been in negotiations with the U.S., Canada, Germany, Russia, China, and I, that might be it. But... Um, they would not. They would not accept. He would not accept the terms that the U.S. Um, and Canada were offering, and he did sign an agreement with Germany that was later canceled. And he does have contracts with Russia and China. So it looks, you know, for all intents and purposes, the U.S. was cut out of that market this year. Well, it was also a re-election year, and. Morales was originally prohibited from running for a fourth term by the Constitution. Oh. Well, there was a Supreme Court decision that uh, allowed him to run again. And uh, so the he ended up running and winning the election right. on October 20th by more than 10 percentage points. It's ranked choice voting. He won about 47% of the vote. His next closest um, opponent won 36 or so. The main opposition that he was facing in the election was a former president who said from the beginning that he would not accept the election results if, if he did not win, no matter what. And so it was obvious from the beginning that there was going to be an attempt to um, discredit the results, which, of course, there was. There was a massive smear campaign on Evo Morales, accusing him of um, drug running and uh, having a child out of wedlock. Who The accuser um, was later found guilty of fraud for in that case. And so it was a classic CIA smear. So then he still wins the election. They attempt to discredit the results through this organization called the um, Organization of American States that was formed in 1948 specifically to overthrow any um, democratically elected leaders in Latin American countries. And it is dominated and based in the U.S. Sure. The U.S. funneled $4 million dollars or more into this coup effort that where they recruited these violent paramilitary folks. And um, it was later revealed that Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, and other U.S. senators were caught on audio confirming their own participation and support for this coup, violent coup attempt yeah. that has killed indigenous. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, the whole goal is to steal these natural resources. And it is right. entirely elitist. I mean, it's unbelievable how racist and hateful these people are. They speak of the indigenous like they're garbage. And yeah. um, the, the indigenous are the vast majority of the um, population. Well, a 
an independent group, the Center for Economic Policy and Research, right. did a statistical analysis of the election results on October 20th and found no evidence of fraud and right. that um, Evo Morales' win was not only possible but probable. So there goes that accusation. Then yeah. um, this this piece of shit, um, Agnes, the woman who has falsely declared herself president, just like Juan Guaido did, um, goes. They they storm the legislature. They uh, brutalize the um, indigenous legislatures legislators, literally holding guns to their heads um, to prevent them from attending this illegal session where Añez declares herself presidency, president, and um, they attempt, they, they try to take over um, the government. Well, though Morales did tender his resignation, he did it at gunpoint. And the legal process in Bolivia is that the legislature has to officially accept that resignation, and then they officially confirm an interim president. Well, neither of those things happened. Añez is not legitimately president. Morales still is. And the coup is ongoing, but it's still, there's still a chance to stop it. Okay. Well, our time's up, Trish. Thanks for the update on Bolivia. Um, sure, Evelyn. So we'll see you next week, people. Goodbye. Thanks so much. Bye. I feel so helpless and confused. Cause I hear screaming on a